Welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy. This is the show for you if you are sick and tired of being held back by fear, self-doubt, social anxiety, shyness, anything that's stopping you from you being you. I'm going to share the most powerful tools and resources that I've been discovering over the last 15 years on my journey to eradicate social anxiety and instill confidence, first in myself and then in every single person that I meet on my journey. You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to be talking about something I find really fascinating and fun and can really open up your life in beautiful ways, which is how to step into the unknown with confidence, with enjoyment, with fascination, with curiosity, with positive anticipation, as opposed to stepping into the unknown with fear, uh, negative predictions, pessimism, bracing, uh, panic, misery, (laughs) and all the rest. So we're going to be talking about that. And um, to remind you, right now we're in the smack dab in the middle of the super early bird for my event, the Ultimate Confidence Breakthrough. It's going to be an online event that's happening in July 2021. So this, if you benefit from this show and uh, from, from being with me in this way, you are going to absolutely love being together for three days. And again, it's virtual, so you can attend from anywhere in the world. All you need is an internet connection which I'm assuming you have if you're listening to this. And I would really invite you to, to take that next step. If you've been with me for a little while and you're wondering like, what else could be possible for you, I just say that when you take the leap to immerse yourself, and that's what we're going to be doing together for three days, is full immersion, um, you know, magical things can happen. And uh, you're gonna, that's what kind of what we're going to be looking at today is magical. In fact, stepping into the unknown. That's what today's episode is about. So maybe it's stepping into the unknown for you to sign up for this thing. You know, what's going to happen there? Is it going to work? Am I going to feel weird? I don't know. Uh, leaping into the unknown. That's one of the tips on becoming better at stepping into the unknown is to practice stepping into the unknown regularly. Um, so go to, um, if you go to shrinkfortheshyguy.com, under the, this episode, you can get a link to it, um, to the event page. You can also go to draziz.com. D-R-A-Z-I-Z.com. And right there at the top, you'll see a thing that says events. And then you click on that and you'll see the ultimate confidence breakthrough. And that should take you right there to be able to register and sign up. So we're in between the super early bird or the early bird, depending upon um, if the super early bird has sold out. But either one is a, is a significant discount on the full event ticket. So I highly recommend that you do that. And you can check that out. And if you have any questions, just email us at, at support at socialconfidencecenter.com. So, stepping into the unknown, what is that like for you currently? Is it scary? Is it unpleasant? Let me take a step back further. Are you even doing it? Because sometimes if it's scary or unpleasant or activates fear, then we just don't even do it at all. Then we keep our lives pretty stagnant, pretty similar, pretty familiar. A lot of people that come into my world that want to make changes have been doing this for a long time, especially in their social life their dating and relationships, their career. They've sort of been a certain way, um, a pattern of how they've been. I've been the nice person. I've been the quiet person. I've been the pleaser. I'm the socially anxious person, so I don't speak up and I don't draw much attention to myself. I'm not the expressive one. I'm the quiet one. 
there's a role that they're playing and then you know that role starts to limit their life all areas their their social life their dating life their work life and and it's not working <laughs> that's when people come into my world it's not working and they want to make a change and maybe that's what you want to make a change around right and then as we start to you know there's the change of kind of breaking out of that persona that we've been in the quiet one or the, the nice one or whatever. It's being more real, more direct, more assertive, more of a leader. There's that change, which can be freaky. And then there's also the the changes in your life that might occur. Maybe as a more of a leader, you start to speak up more and then you get into a more leadership position or you get hired in a new job or you even take the risk to go apply for something else and then you, you get hired. Or you're going to move somewhere. Or you start to date somebody and you start to put yourself out there more. You're not being the quiet you know, scared of people and avoiding them role anymore. You're saying, you know, I'm going to face my fear. I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to grow. And then you do. And then all of a sudden they're dating. And now, oh my God, it's going well. Oh my God. <laughs> right. It's funny. In uh, my mastermind program, there's a woman who just made tons of amazing progress in her career in the last couple months, especially. And she, you know, went through a uh, really, really did a deep dive on her on her beliefs about herself and her career, and challenged them, and started speaking up more, and networking, and taking action. And all of a sudden, she, you know, she got this interview, and then she had this long history of being super anxious in interviews. But through the mastermind, she learned how to be more, you know, comfortable and confident, and not only the skills but also the mindsets. And so, she came in and she went, you know, through um, four rounds of interviews for this company, very thorough. And then she gets the job, and then she. Um, accepts it and it doubles her salary on the spot to, to take this job. And then she's reporting in a group where we like to share wins and she's sharing her wins and everyone's celebrating. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh my God, now I got to start this job in two weeks. I'm freaking out, you know? And I laugh and I say, this is a high quality problem. Here we go. Right. And, but that's the case is like things going well can freak us out. Why? Because it's going into the unknown. How do we go into the unknown with confidence? That's the million dollar question. Because if you can do that, not only can you, I mean, it takes confidence to, to make a change, right? To do something different than, you, than you've done in the past. And we can build up the confidence to like, go do it. Yeah. But there might be effort in it. And there might be a lot of fear in it. Now you're facing the fear. So you're developing courage too. And that's all good. But there might not be much enjoyment. There might not be much fun. And it's better than being stuck and stagnant and not not expressing yourself, not going for things, not living your life. That's on one end of the spectrum. But then in the middle of the spectrum is like you are taking action, you are taking risks, you are speaking up, you are being you, but it's so damn uncomfortable. You're freaked out all the time. Then the upper end of the spectrum is that you're able to be you and you're able to express yourself and you're able to you know step into new opportunities and new experiences in life and actually be open and actually be curious and actually enjoy it. So let's talk about how to do that. Well, the first thing is you got to get into motion. You got to get into action. You got to be willing to face your fear. You got to be willing to be uncomfortable. So if we're going from like, I'm avoiding to like, I want to feel bliss and just take easy action into everything. It's like, well, maybe, maybe, but it's kind of like, how do I get better at doing a certain activity? It's like, well, you got to start doing the activity more, whether it's stretching or playing an instrument or running or something, you know, you got to get into a rhythm of doing it. And then you can start to refine your technique and get better. Does that make sense? So look for little opportunities to challenge yourself. Look for little opportunities to grow. What can I do each day that scares me a little bit? That's the kind of question you want to be asking yourself. And then of course you want to take action on what the answer is to that question for you that day. Okay, great. Now we're in motion. 
Now we get to start to course correct and refine because now that you're in motion, you get to start to see something. And this is very important. Your discomfort with going into the unknown is not in the circumstances. It is in your psychology. Another way to say that is it's not in what's happening. It's in how you're, you're steering, how you're perceiving it, your perception. And so what we want to do is we want to look at how do I make stepping into the unknown terrible? What am I doing? You want to discover your recipe for making stepping into the unknown awful or scary. Now, I can help you out here because I am a master at this. I spent many years uh, fearing the unknown so much that I didn't take any risks. And then another large amount of years, stepping into the unknown, gritting my teeth, being uncomfortable, being freaked out, predicting failure, but continuing anyway because I, you know, level five, do whatever it takes but it was, it was painful, a lot of stress, a lot of tension in my body and a lot of fear. What if it doesn't work out, but I'm going to keep going. Ugh. So I know the re- I know the recipe very well. Now, you, your recipe might be a little different than mine, but I'll share mine. I think mine's a pretty common one. So first things first. Now, like, imagine I'm teaching you a, a cookie recipe. You know, step number one, you're going to, this is when you're stepping into the unknown here, right? Step number one is to imagine the worst case scenario, right? How, going terribly. And then... Focus on that and tell yourself that that's going to happen with total certainty. 10 out of 10 certainty, it's for sure going to happen. Focus on the worst case scenario. Alternatively, you might not have to get that specific. So instead of focusing on an exact horrible outcome, just focus on a vague, terrible things are going to happen. I don't even know what terrible things, but horrible things are going to happen. And just leave it pretty vague. Kind of like a murky, misty, dark woods or something. Like, I don't know what's in there, but I don't want to go in there. It's going to be terrible. Just something that's going to bring you a lot of pain and loss and irrecoverable ruin. Yeah, that's right. So focus on that. Tell yourself with certainty that that's going to happen and that nothing you do is going to prevent that. So you're destined for it. And create a sense of panic inside or pressure or urgency to, to try to do something, to desperately change your fate, which is probably not going to work anyway, but you might as well try because you're doing it anyway. And then feel a, a tension inside of your body and a need to control everything to make sure that horrible outcome doesn't happen. You got to control you. You got to control everyone else. You got to control people that are beyond those people that are beyond those other people. Three layers out. You got to control everybody and everything all the time in order to ensure that you're safe and that you don't die from taking this change or risk in your life. Don't breathe very much. Um, and also tell yourself that you're not really good enough to pull it off and other people could pull it off better than you, but there's something wrong with you or lacking in you so that you're not going to be able to succeed. Whereas other people could su- succeed at this, not you. And not for any uh, specific reason that you could actually fix, just a vague inadequacy. Can you, can you taste those cookies? How do those cookies taste? These cookies taste like shit, right? Well, those are the cookies that I've been baking for years, baby. So I don't know if you're making similar similar cookies, but uh, not, a, not a very pleasant flavor. Yeah, they, it's, like, it's like using salt instead of sugar or something. It's like this terrible, inedible thing. But, you know, that's, that's what I did for a long time. And then at some point in my life, and just, you know, I'm being a little playful here, but see if you relate to some of these elements of, of this. And just the purpose of me highlighting this is to show you that this isn't inherently necessary. Like you don't have to feel this way 
when you're stepping into the unknown. There, there is a different way. It's just if you do it this way, it's going to always feel bad. And then honestly, you're not going to do it very much. You're either not going to do it, you're going to avoid it, and your life's going to shrink and be stagnant and be downsized, or you're going to do it with so much discomfort that it just kind of ruins the quality of your life. So how long are you going to sustainably do that? Okay, there's another way. The other way is going to require something beyond you. It's going to require faith. It's going to require a new way of being, a new philosophy, a new perspective of life. It's going to really require you to upgrade. And what it's going to require you to do is to question your absolute certainty about how things are. So, and this is getting into the realm of what I would call spiritual confidence which is something I'm really fascinating in. I'm even dabbling of that being perhaps the next book that I'm in the early stages of playing around with. But what this is, is like, and part of it is not, when I say spiritual confidence, it's not just confidence in something bigger, but it also might be confidence in the higher version of yourself or a future version of yourself. But it's it's having confidence, confides, with faith, moving with faith into something that you've never done before. So how do we do that? Well, first things first, you got to choose to do something different. You know what the shitty cookies taste like. You've done it for, I did it for many, many years. How many years have you been doing it? So then you say, you know what? I got to try something different. So here's what I did with myself. I said, okay, the part of me says that if, I, if I'm not hypervigilant and I'm not trying to control everything and if I'm not always on the outlook for terrible ruin and outcomes, then, then I'm going to get broadsided. It's this very like hypervigilant approach to life. And I say, you know what? I'm going to run an experiment. I gave it 90 days. I'm going to run a 90-day experiment where I'm going, to, I'm going to let myself flow with life. I'm going to trust that some of these philosophies that I've come across over the years, one is um, from Chris Prentice in his book called um, Zen and the Art of Happiness. And he talks about a personal philosophy that you can adopt that everything is unfolding for your best benefit, for the benefit of the existence of the universe. Uh, he's, he's a Taoist dude, so like for the Tao. So it's kind of like aligning yourself, like everything that is happening is unfolding for the greatest good of, of all. And it's beyond like, well, that feels pleasurable or I like that or that's good or bad. It's just kind of like, no, this, this is how life, this is the current of life. Can you flow in with that? So if you don't get an outcome right away or there's a setback or you get rejected or you get fired or you get dumped or you, get, you lose money or whatever your fears are about taking these risks, then that event is not some horrible end of the road. That event is actually something that is serving you. It's contributing to you in the path of your greater growth. So that breakup actually opens you up and teaches you and seasons you and matures you to open to something else. And that life is this flow and each flow is sort of additive and cumulative and growing your spirit and your soul to have all these experiences to make you who you're meant to be and experience what you're meant to experience and then contribute what you're meant to contribute. And it's not always pleasurable. Sometimes it's painful. And that's how life is meant to be. And so I said, you know, I really, I love this philosophy. I see the wisdom in it. So I'm going to choose to live that way and operate that way 
And then life will verify that. The more you look for that, the more you find that, the more it is so, because the outer is a reflection of the inner, right? You don't see life as it is. You see it as you are. So I said, okay, I'm going to choose that for 90 days. I'm going to live that way. And so I'm going to focus on multiple times throughout the day. If I'm creating a terrible future or I'm getting tense in my body and feel like I need to control something, instead of taking frantic action to try to control things, I'm going to focus on settling my body and getting into a sense of flow or peace. Now, how do you do that? Well, one of the simplest ways to do it is to notice where you feel that tension in your ribs or your chest. That go in, in, Bring your awareness to your physical body and notice where that's happening. And breathe and intentionally soften and surrender and allow and choose to trust, choose to have faith that there is this greater guiding intelligence that is life. You could, you could put sort of a benevolent deity quality to it, or you can view it as just like the way it is, the Tao, the, the, the universe unfolding, right? Like how is life unfolding? It is doing exactly what it has done and what it will continue to do. And you can judge it. You can say, well, that was right and that was wrong. Humans did this and that's good. And humans are doing that and that's bad. And this person did this thing to that individual and that's, I don't like that. And you could comment on it all, all day and judge it all day, but it is just the unfoldment of it all. And so you can take actions and you can try to steer your life and you can try to get certain results and there's going to be this unfoldment. And so whatever the unfoldment is, I'm going to surrender to it. And at the same time, though, it's not this sort of like, well, I'm just a buoy at the current of life and I'll just kind of go wherever it takes me. It's like, no, I have a vision. And my vision influences the unfoldment. And so what is my vision? What vision energizes me, inspires me, excites me, delights me. And I'm going to focus on that. And I'm not going to focus on that as like, oh, I sure hope that happens and probably won't. It's like, no, I choose that this is where I'm headed. This is where I am going. And if you want to listen to the last episode about level five, whatever it takes, choose it with level five, claim it. This is what I want. This is what I want to create. This is where I'm headed. This is where I'm going. And will I get it right away? I don't know. That's that's the Tao. You know, is it going to be partly one way and then I get rejected three times along the way? I'll do this sometimes with clients who are in dating and relationship scenarios. And they're they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I had this experience and then we broke up or we dated a little bit and then they weren't interested. And it's so painful. And I get it. It hurts. And you kind of feel demoralized and like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to try again. And I said, well, let me ask you this. What if you knew that after four near misses, the fifth person that you were going to go on a date with was going to be your your soulmate, the person you're going to spend your whole life with. You're going to have an extraordinary life with this person beyond what you can even imagine. And it's the fifth person. And this last breakup was just number you know one. And so you got three more, three more near misses before you get to that fifth one. What would you do? And they smile and they say, like, can I, I would go through those three as quickly as I could. I said, great because it's out there. It's out there. And you say, well, how do I know? How do I know for certain that I'm going to get it? Because I don't, I don't want to try unless I do. And it's like, well, that's not how life works. 
And you can't be that stingy. That's not how love works either. You can't be like, well, I'm not going to tell you I love you until you tell me you love me. And I had for certainty that you're going to love me forever. You're never going to get love that way. You got to give it. You got to say, I love you. I love you and I know that by loving you and if you don't love me back, it'll rip my heart open, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go for what I want in life and if it doesn't work, I'll fall flat on my face and it will hurt and I will cry and then I'm going to get back up because I'm fucking unstoppable. And I'm going to go for it again because it's meaningful for me and all the stuff that I'm meant to experience, I will experience and all the setbacks I will embrace and ultimately I will experience the things that I want in life that are meaningful that I'm meant to experience. And if I don't get that exact thing that I think is exactly what I needed, then something greater is meant for. It's like a level of humbleness and letting go of this arrogance of like, I know my little plan of exactly how it's supposed to go and the time frame that I have it's supposed to go in is how it is. And otherwise, it's all wrong. Then you're like writing a memo to the God or the universe like, you're doing it wrong. I'm the manager and I'm telling you, you suck at this, God. You know, it's like, okay. And we're all clenched in our guts trying to control everything and just like, hey, let it go. And raising, to me, another another way that I do this is instead of getting the outcome that I want in the time frame that I want or avoiding all discomfort or avoiding all pain being the primary goal, the primary goal is actually to remain in this state of flow. One of my teachers, uh, Christian Michelson, called it a guided state of flow. And I love that. So I'm going to operate. Can So today... Right now, what can I do to help me be in a guided state of flow? Is it a breath? Is it a prayer? Is it focusing on that vision? Is it letting go of the past? Sometimes the reason we feel stuck and we're not being able to see a vision of where we want to go next is because we got some sludge there. It says it's never going to happen because it didn't work before. And for that, you want to remember that growth is iterative. I'm talking about that. In the next episode. Okay, there's a lot here. Let's go to your action step. Time for action. 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 Your action step today is going to be an invitation to practice choosing faith. Choosing to trust. Just choosing. It's like, well, how do I know? It's like, well, just choose it. Now you say, but... I can't choose that X is going to happen in Y time frame. Well, no, you can claim that that's what you want. That's what your intention, that's where you're heading towards. But then there's this greater bowing or submitting to the way of things. And that is how we can find more peace in the unknown. Is that everything is unfolding exactly as it should. It is coming in the time frame that it's meant to. It may be pleasant, it may be unpleasant, but if you're willing to surrender to it and align with it and say yes to it and stop resisting it and just accept it, it's not really that painful. It might even be fun or easeful or curious or interesting. You can just be in the moment and be like, what is happening right now? What is needed right now? And you can trust in your future self, the part of you that's going to be the one handling these different things. That version of you can handle it. You can handle it. That version of you can handle it together you're a dynamic duo you guys are awesome okay i hope this serves you again quick reminder go to draziz.com and click on the events tab to get your ticket for the ultimate confidence breakthrough and thanks for being with me until we speak again may have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome 
Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.